Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world, what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or other healthcare provider, and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you've found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everyone to season two, episode 36 of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. This is an episode all about exits. The process, the buildup, exiting to a private equity group. I'm gonna be joined behind the microphones by Dr. Ernie McDowell of All Smiles Orthodontics in the greater Tampa Bay market. His recent transaction with an itty bitty little private equity group that you probably heard of before, Blue Sea Capital, that's right, that Blue Sea Capital, the one behind the DECA dental deal of Texas that gained such notoriety of a number of years ago. Well, they exited that plan, that platform and they're starting a new one and Ernie is a cornerstone to it. You're gonna love this interview. It was a lot of fun for us to record. We've known Ernie McDowell for a number of years. He's gonna tell his story. You're gonna be better off for it. Brew a pot of coffee, get your pad and pen ready. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Once again, welcome everybody to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I am your host, Perrin Desports, as per usual. And as I teased in the introduction, I'm joined today behind the microphones by a great friend of Polaris, Dr. Ernie McDowell of All Smiles in Central Florida. Ernie, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hello, Perrin. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. As have I, my friend, as have I. And just to give the audience a little bit of background on Dr. Ernie McDowell, he got his Doctor of Dental Medicine from the University of Florida, Certificate of Specialty in Orthodontics from the University of Louisville, is a, uh, has been voted the best orthodontist in the Tampa Bay area consecutively for the last 10 years, board certified by the American Board of Orthodontists since 1997, top 1% of all providers in Invisalign, and he is the owner of All Smiles Orthodontics, or was up until relatively recently. Ernie just completed a tremendous transaction with an itty-bitty little private equity group that maybe some of you have heard of if you've been in the, the world of dentistry for a while, Blue Sea Capital. And if that name rings a bell, it should. Blue Sea was the private equity group behind the immensely successful DECA dental deal in Texas. That's Dr. Sulman Ahmed. And we recently had Miller Norman, their director of business development, on our podcast a couple of months ago to talk about the state of affairs in the world of M&A in, in dentistry. So, Ernie, this is a, uh, uh, a life-changing event, but it's a long story. And I'm, I'm really thrilled to have you on the podcast today because 
having known you as long as I have, or as long as we have, um, it's a great story to tell. And as I told you uh, previously, we love the fact that uh, good guys do, in fact, finish first a lot of times. And I would consider you to be um, a, a great guy. Um, so let's take a, a quick second here and and maybe talk about your journey um, in broad terms, I mean, you're, I'm confident you're going to write a book before all is said and done. But let's let's talk. Uh, let's let's rewind the tape a little bit because we got to know you as you were in a prior partnership, a partnership that you ultimately exited, um, and and basically had to kind of rebuild your business. So we've known you for quite a while. Uh, can you just maybe take it? from the way, way back standpoint and talk a little bit about what it was like working with my partner, DeWalker and, and Polaris in those early days for you? So when we first began working together with DeWalker, I w- I, as you mentioned, I was in a larger group and, and the whole intention was to at some point uh, go to private equity and, and partner with someone. Uh, along the way, we, we as, as happens frequently, Sometimes the partners have differing differing visions, and and there's a and there's a breakup. So um, I was fortunate that I I had to walk with me at the time, and he he st- he stuck with me, uh, kept me positive and confident, and basically together we set sights on some new goals. And the goal at that time was then to just grow to what I felt I could do on my own. And at some point in the near future, we weren't sure when it would be. It might be 18 months. It might be 36. Then I would start looking to partner with someone. Yeah. And um, I guess we all encountered a global pandemic uh, between this point and that point. So not only were you um, improving the business or resubstantiating the business and improving it and and probably working hundreds of hours a week, um, but you you also had a lot of uh, things that create a lot of uncertainty around the business, as we all did. I mean, it's a, a tumultuous and, and chaotic type of a time. But, you know, for all the the business building that you did uh, and and five locations, the volume that you all do, the profitability and, and everything that goes along with it. It's a you built a tremendous business and one that um, obviously drew the admiration of a, a lot of people and a lot of potential suitors. Um, you know, let's talk about your mindset kind of over the last year, maybe, Ernie, you know, walking up to it. How did you how did you know it was the right time to go to market? Why now? Well, for, for me, it was all about, you know, I had originally set my goals with DeWalker and we were fortunate that we actually hit our goals faster than I than we originally thought I would. And so now once I was at at that that position, now it was decision time. I had to either invest in in more infrastructure to continue growing or I had to partner with someone because my goal was to keep growing. And, and, and that was my, that was the vision for my journey. And so we decided let's, let's go ahead and partner. Yeah. I I think this is um, for our audience uh, that are in the early stages of building a group or maybe even committing to build a group. This is one of those points. If you're listening to what Ernie's talking about his, uh, his entire multi-year um, time frame here was was really intentional um and and he he knew uh you know with some degree of certainty around potential time frame what the numbers needed to be where he was this wasn't like a make it up as i go along type of strategy and and i think this is 
a learning point for people in the audience that depending on what your objectives are, be it, you know, finding a, a potential financial partner or exiting the business altogether or just building and operating, it really behooves you to take the time to understand what you want the outcome to be, to define it clearly um, and and to commit to the process that needs to unfold to make that happen. Uh, making it up as you go along is fraught with a lot of danger. And that's probably the thing that we see that gets uh, people into the most trouble most quickly, I would say. So, you know, you're, you, you kind of tease this a little bit, Ernie, but I'll, I'll dig maybe a little bit deeper here. You know, you, you have, you have built, um, had or have built, however you want to categorize that, a really successful business that cash flows wonderfully and was growing um, quite nicely. There's nothing that kind of forced you to look for a financial partner in the process. You could have, you you were just fine. You could have continued to kind of go it alone, so to speak. Um, and, and we see a lot of people doing that just for, you know, what we call chasing EBITDA. Um, so what were your thoughts kind of around that point in time about, you know, uh, going to market versus continuing to to build and, and go it alone? I mean, what what were you looking for in a partner? Um, and, and how did you think about unlocking more growth in the future? So kind of kind of what you just mentioned, I, I do believe everyone has different timelines and they're at different stages of their careers. And in my case, you know, I, I'm, I'm turning 63 soon. I love doing what I do. But my goal was to, you know, have a have a five to 10 year stretch. And during that period, do as much as I can. So, I, you know, I, I, I know that I can do a lot more in my next 10 years with it with a partner than I can by myself. So I've reached my goals that I'd set rather than re- rather than create new goals, I said, let's go ahead and do it. And uh let's start looking for the right partner that's allowing that's gonna let me follow follow my follow my path and and do it faster in the time that I've allotted for myself. That's a that's a really great point. And um we we hadn't really uh, rehearsed all of this Q and A, so to speak, and and I I love what you just said because I think it's another learning point here, and that is you talk about the next ten years um, of growth and and you know seeking a partner to help you do it and everything the goals that you want to achieve. I think far too many people um, enter uh, enter an exit process, a marketed sales process. And and they think the transaction is the finish line. And if done correctly, not only is it not the finish line, but maybe what lies the years that that come after the transaction itself create a a, a finish line of greater magnitude. And, and to think about that entire process. You know, you mentioned a ten-year continuum. That's you know, some some portion of the time is is Ernie time building the business, and the other portion of the time is is the partnership with Blue Sea and and what it unlocks in the future. And again, I think that's a very intentional way of thinking about it from a holistic standpoint. So I'm I'm really really glad you shared that. Um, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, the marketed sales process and, and, you know, the marketing phase, which 
you know, is the building of the confidential information memorandum, the SIM up front and, and you know, uh, broadcasting it, for lack of a better term, uh, to a, a number of potential suitors and then going through a process of, you know, figuring out who's interested, who's the right fit, kind of narrowing it down a little bit. Can you maybe just talk a little bit about that initial phase of the process and, you know, how we might have helped you prepare for some of what was to come there? So since together we had, we had, we had been consulting, um, you guys had a clear view of what my, what my goals were. And you helped me create realistic expectations of when was a good time to exit and when was a good time to partner partner with someone. Um, and but what I really liked was you also you, you emphasized let's get clarity on what what do you want your journey to be for the next five to ten years because that's a, that's a super important thing in deciding who who you end up going with. Um, so I really appreciated that 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 we emphasized what, what is your future? What do you still want to do? Cause you have choices, but let, use that as a barometer to, to, to ultimately make the choice. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's also really neat that, um, you know, we, you're one of the few clients that we've had the opportunity to work with in several different capacities, you know, um, and, and the, the kind of, um, migration or transition or whatever you want to call it from, from like a consulting engagement of business building and business improvement and EBITDA maximization and all that kind of jazz into, um, the, the, uh, sale process is, is sort of like a, an interesting point of continuity for a business like ours. I mean, they're, uh, they're not a lot of uh, competitors that we have that can do all of the above and the, the way we're able to engage with consulting clients and kind of help them corroborate that vision that now is probably the right time relative to the goals that you laid out. So I think it's kind of just a cool relationship and it's something that, you know, um, hopefully we'll have more opportunities to do that in the future. But obviously this is a, a super successful um uh, transaction for you. So let's uh, let's maybe dig a little bit more into that process um, around the you know you had let's face it I mean, yours again was a very successful business. You had quite a number of potential suitors and interested parties, uh, and let's maybe talk through that um, letter of intent or we call it an LOI phase of it. Can can you kind of give the audience a, an insider's look as to how that process went? And, you know, you had a bunch of meetings, how those transpired, what it was like and what you saw and what you learned. Uh, yeah, it was it was actually it was actually a fun time because you get to find out how attractive you are. And <laughs> that was neat. But what you know, what Polaris helped me do was because they 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 knew what my my vision of what I wanted my journey and we also had an I we had already done our own Q of E and so we knew what the value was so it allowed us to to really be selective in in who we who we chose to spend the time with so you you narrowed it down to the top 3 to 4 and of those each one had a different stages of existence how long they had been around and so you know, that makes them different. They had various different structures of 
how much equity you could roll, you know, what kind of participation was I going to do in the company after the deal? Um, and they had different growth opportunities. And so sometimes the initial uh, the initial upfront money was was different or more, but they might not have had the same opportunity at the end. So that was interesting to see that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you mentioned the uh, doing the quality of the sell, we call it a sell side quality of earnings up front to have a third party accounting firm substantiate um, the the EBITDA levels that we quoted in all of our documentation and everything. And or if they, you know, didn't um, uh, equalize to figure out where where the discrepancies were and get kind of behind that even while, while the pressure wasn't on. Right. And I think we'll we'll dig into that in just a second. I I think that. Um, you you touched on something where, you know, there are a lot of firms that feel like, well, you know, if they represent a, a sell side client, they need to broadcast the opportunity to a million different buyers and, you know, pit them all against one another and do a bidding war and a runoff and all that kind of stuff. And there may be some merit to that in, in different instances, but I think it, um, it creates some disillusionment from the buy side for one. And it also wastes a lot of time with the client. And and we didn't want to do that with you. I mean, it would be really easy to just line up a hundred potential interested suitors and and burn you out early on in the process. But I think probably a lot of those meetings you had, a lot of the conversations you had were hopefully of very high quality with sort of hand-picked um uh you know, people from the buy side that that were really dialed into what you want to achieve on a personal and a professional level. So I, I think hopefully the the process, like you say, it's it's probably a, an ego stroke for you, for lack of a better term. But also, hopefully, it wasn't a monumental waste of time through it. No, uh, actually, it was it was great, and it, and and as a result of y'all being so selective, it made it made the choosing. <laughs> a lot more difficult, but, uh, with your guidance, I, I know we made the right choice. Well, it, let's, let's talk a little bit about that because I think you, you touched on this in, in your prior answer too. And, and I'll say, you know, without, um, any specificity or violating any, um, confidentialities here in broad terms, you, you elected not to go with, uh, the 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 buyer that uh, produced the the highest bid, so to speak. Um, can you, in maybe broad terms, maybe just tell our audience a little bit why that was? I mean, that kind of sounds counterintuitive at some level, but I'd uh, love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, well, one thing that I've that I've learned from you and Walker is that the structure of the deal is as actually more important than what the upfront deal is. And, and what to me that meant was I, I had I had a greater potential with this other with the company I chose. And but most importantly, I felt the most comfortable with them. I've had a chance to meet the CEO and and he's just he's awesome and, and the company is awesome. And um, I felt it was the greatest opportunity for me to continue the journey that I saw for myself and, and I'm passionate about it. And I, and I'm excited to be part of something bigger than myself now. And that's, so it's not always that who gives you the biggest month, biggest number up front, but I think the biggest opportunity um, for all, for all the other things that matter to me more and, yeah. and the biggest opportunity at the end side. And I think that's what a lot of people lose sight of is 
that that potential recap and that growth uh, with a good proven track record company. Yeah, I, I think the proven track record that they have um, stands on its own. You know, I mean, that's a the Blue Sea is a a known brand in the space. Um, they've done it before. Uh, high degree of confidence in those men and women to 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 be able to do it again, and that that gives you a lot of confidence um, in this next phase of your career and your journey. I'm I'm sure. Um, you know, let's talk through maybe that, uh, we call it an exclusivity period uh, with Blue Sea. Exclusivity meaning they they produce a, a letter of intent. We negotiate the LOI to a great degree back and forth. We come to some level of understanding and, and they're the ones uh, that we we want to get engaged to, right? So you you enter into a period of exclusivity with one particular buyer, in this case, Blue Sea Capital, um, again, maybe going through the the process and the emotional roller coaster, um, because it's a bit of a whirlwind. You know what? What were some of the aspects you really, for lack of a better term, appreciated having a representative like Polaris in, in your corner um, to to help you not only personally navigate a lot of that, but also, you know, uh, do some of the arm wrestling behind it. Well. Uh- I think the benefit of getting getting an early sell side quality of earnings report is you for one thing, it lets you know what you what you have to begin with. And secondly, I think it lets the potential partners know you're serious because you've taken the time to get it and have one. And having your own Q of E it up front, it lets you have an idea of well, how did you de- how did you determine that? How did you come to these numbers? And and it, you know that allows you to have some defense of them at some point in the future because they're going to get their own Q of E and there's going to be different viewpoints as to what what should count and what shouldn't. Yeah, I, so this is I mean you said it really really well, but I, I've like to take just a quick second to drive the point home with the audience um in in a in a transaction of any magnitude uh you know probably ebitda level anything north of certainly north of a million in ebitda but probably more like north of 500 grand in ebitda somewhere in that range and and up the the transaction is going to have a quality of earnings involved with it it's just a matter of who pays for the quality of earnings report um, and the third party accounting firm that does the quality of earnings, who are they delivering it to? And most sell side advisors, I, I don't know of another one. There, there probably are some, but I haven't heard of it. Most sell side advisors leave the quality of earnings report up to the buy side because it's a cost to the client and they don't want their client to pay the cost. And and I get that, but the ramifications of that are when the quality of earnings report comes in and the accounting firm delivers it to the buyer and the buyer goes back to the sell side representative and says, well, the EBITDA number that y'all quoted was X and the Q of E came back 30% 30% less or 20% less or some amount less, you know, now we would be in a position of having to play defense against that and justify against somebody's third uh, third party validation. 
if we get that up front before we go to market, we know the rules of the game and we have something substantive to fall back on and we can position the business accordingly. So it's used the, the phrase of, of being able to play defense against it. And, and I think that's the right way to, to, to play it, but it's a strong defense because it's already been validated versus being back on your heels and taking a punch on it. So it's a, um, it's something that we believe in here at Polaris. Like I say, I, there may be others that do as well. I'm just not aware of any. Um, but I think obviously it, it helped us corroborate the value of your business and it probably um, allowed us to, to hold firm on value. Um, you know, one other question uh, along the lines of, you know, the, the process uh, with Blue Sea. I mean, it, there are always points to negotiate, right? I mean, these these transactions are super complicated. Um, and, you know, can you maybe talk to just the mental aspect of, of having a, an agent, a representative to, to speak on your behalf uh, and, and, you know, uh, deliver hard points or, or uh, deliver bad news or push back and, and you not have to be the one to be personally involved with that? Because I think that that can you know, erode some of the future potential for the future working relationship too. Yeah. And you, and you just hit on, I think one of the, one of the big values in, in having Polaris, um, you know, there comes a time when you need someone that, that knows the market and, and knows how to negotiate on your behalf and be able to hold firm when they need to. Um, but I think even more important than that is it's 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 really nice not to have to negotiate against what is going to be your future partners and uh and just you know i i just wanted everything to stay super positive and i can't wait to join and and it, it's nice to have someone that knows what they're doing that's just fighting on your behalf and and i could just stay 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 positive I, I guess, uh, you know, between me and DeWalker, I try to be the good cop and let him be the bad cop always. Um, so he probably he probably wears the black hat pretty um, um, uh, proudly at times. So <laughs> I could see him being a, uh, a challenging person to deal with. But certainly from a client standpoint, um, the right man in your corner, for sure. Uh, it it still amazes me when I hear of of people representing themselves in a transaction um and you know i've heard about it a number of times in the solo practice space and you know maybe a doctor to doctor transaction as long as you have legal representation it might not be intricately complicated or, or, or something but you know the times that i've heard about somebody representing themselves in a group practice transaction you know it at heightened levels of EBITDA, these transactions are, like I say, very complicated, um, and there's there are a lot of points to negotiate. Um, you know, n- any third party representative is going to command some level of of high fee for their service. None of us do what we do for free. But Ernie, can you maybe just share some commentary on like? your perceived uh, value of the guidance we provide, for lack of a better term, uh, as well as some of the outcomes we helped you achieve through the process? Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I hear that every now and then. And being having directly seen the benefits of, of having a representative, I, just, I 
I feel so strongly to, to argue against that. First of all, you know the right questions to ask. Um, and the first and foremost is, is what what do you want your future journey to look like? Because that that's going to dictate what company you end up with. Um, you know what's available out there. You know what kind of structures are possible. Uh, what are what are real values and 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 what can you what you know what is a reasonable expectation? Um, and because structure is so important, and you know the right you you know the right questions to ask and the right structure to try to negotiate, um, those alone way more than pay for any any uh, fee that you that you ask. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, um, you know, we, we're we selective in the clients we work with, but we do a pretty decent number of transactions. And I think that side of our business will grow more and more. But, you know, the likelihood is that this is the only time you're going to go through this process, you know, and and you don't if you get something wrong, you don't really get a do over more than likely, at least. So I think there's there's some merit in in understanding what you want. You built the business. You want to think about your life after this liquidity event and what happens next. But it's also there's a lot of merit in working with people who are uh, who have grounding and a deep understanding of transactions and the intricacies behind them. So, um, you know, ultimately. As we mentioned before, uh, Blue Sea Capital was the right choice for you. Um, and, and like we mentioned before, they're a brand name in our industry. They have a tremendous track record of success um, and, uh, you know, are, are, are really uh, a firm with a lot of notoriety. But at the same time, you you mentioned earlier, you did have a number of quality opportunities at hand. I mean, this was uh, this was not a one horse race, as we like to say. I mean, there were there were multiple groups uh, involved um, and, and all of them of, of high quality for you. What did you see in in or what did you find in Blue Sea that, you know, made them feel right or, or what what? Why did you end up going with them? What was uh, take take some of our audience behind the scenes in terms of that connection you made with them? So first, it started out that we were selective in who we talked to, um, and you know, DeWalker spoke super highly of Blue Sea as a as a company to partner with. And but when I got to meet Miller and you know one of the partners, Scott. Um, they just really made me feel that I was welcome and appreciated and excited that um, that the journey that I had for myself was in was in line with the vision they had of what they what the, they wanted me to do also. And so, you know, I liked them to, to begin with, but it's it sealed it once I, I met them. And I think that's important to to feel comfortable with who you're with because it's excited that you're going to be rowing in the same direction together for the next years to come. Yeah, and and I'll I'll go maybe one level deeper even with you because one of the things we didn't say in the opening is that uh, you are an early entrant into this new business with them, and your opportunity uh, in the future is is tremendous. But you know they're going to be looking to you in a in a collaborative partnership. You know they they. <laughs> they they made the investment in your business because your business is great, but they value Ernie McDowell a lot. And, and I think the the neat thing is your 
you know, a collaboration with them, your, your ability to build a bigger business together that, and do it from such, such an early stage part of this new venture with them is, is super, super cool, I think. Um, and, and I think that's a, a point that you can't underscore enough is that personal connection when you're, when you're this early in the business with them. Absolutely. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's play off that a little bit and, and maybe talk a little bit about the future because, again, you, you had a plan. Um, you had, you know, a 10 year vision. You were really clear about uh, what you were trying to build in the, you know, the shorter term, so to speak, uh, on your own, you were, you knew what you were looking for in a partner, you found it in blue sea and you know what you want to build with them, uh, on, on now on the other side. So let's, let's look in the, the Ernie crystal ball for a second. And and talk about what you're looking to do with the business in the coming years, and and really how Blue Sea is going to help you achieve that. Uh, well, uh, Blue Sea basically has has formed a company, Specialty Smile Partners, and along with their, their, I've met the CEO and and Jason, and he's a great guy, and I'm looking forward to working with them. Um, I'm excited to to my vision is to at some point get away from the chair. I'm, I've done this for 35 years and I, and I love it, but it's my time to, to my next highest calling for, at least for me is to, is to help, help grow associates, help mentor doctors, uh, help do whatever I need to do to help the company. Um, and just help grow something that that's now bigger than just me. And, and I'm, that's, that's kind of what I've got excited. I'm excited about and passionate about now. I'm envious of you. I mean, I, I love what we're building here at Polaris, but um, you know, knowing you as as well as I do and we do, um, you know, what you're about to unlock um is gonna be I'm I'm confident it's gonna be financially rewarding for you, but the fulfillment side of it will be uh different than what you've done in the the first half of your career, so to speak. And and I think you're gonna be excellent at it. I I really do. So um we're uh, we're going to be your biggest fans along the way. That's for sure. Um, so, Ernie, maybe last question in closing here. Um, you know, for our audience, there are a number of people who are building great businesses, or they have built great businesses, and they're scratching their head about, you know, is this the time? Kind of similar, maybe, to what you were thinking about a, a year or so ago. Um, for those who are contemplating going to market what can you tell them about working with uh polaris and dewalker specifically and, and just maybe your overall experience with it so my overall experience i can't i i, I can't say high say highly enough how much i've enjoyed working with you i've i've learned a tremendous amount um it's been a pleasure uh, just the knowledge that you get and knowing that you have people in your corner that are that are giving you the direction you need to to grow your company and make the right decisions uh that they're going to be able to put you in front of the right people based upon what your goals and objectives and vision is for your journey um and they're going to be able to negotiate on your behalf a win-win structure that's not only a win for you but it's obviously it's a win for the company that you join um, I can't imagine people doing this on their own, uh, especially after after just recently going through it. I I don't know I don't know why anyone would would other than they don't know 
any different and, and they don't know how how much better it could have been <laughs> if they had someone representing them. Fantastic. Dr. Ernie McDowell, All Smiles Orthodontics and now Blue Sea Capital and Specialty Smile Partners. Congratulations to you. You've been a, a great friend of ours for a number of years. We've, we've known you through a lot of iterations, both on our end and yours, honestly. And um, like I say, we are your, your biggest fans. I love the fact that the good guys finish first, and I really, really am thrilled for you. And I can't wait to see what you and Blue Sea are going to do together. Uh, I think it's going to be tremendous. And I also hope this won't be the last time we have you on the podcast. I, I know we'll always be friends, and we'll uh, we'll share some stage time at some upcoming conferences. Hopefully, ours in uh, in Denver coming up. But certainly, want to check back in with you on the podcast. And I know our our audience will be better for your time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Ernie. Oh, uh, Perry, it's been my pleasure. And I appreciate you and Dwalker for everything you've done. And uh, I look forward to the next time. You bet. You bet. Thanks again, my friend. I hope everybody has gotten a lot out of today's episode. Um, you you don't get too many opportunities to really hear um, the inside of things the way Dr. Ernie McDowell uh, uh, was able to share them uh, with us today. And, and I hope that you picked up some learning points, some teaching points, points of education. And I, I think it ought to be thought-provoking to a lot of the people in the audience. If you do have questions about anything you heard today or anything else um, related to what all we do here at Polaris, feel free to drop me an email at parent at polarishealthcarepartners.com. Stick around. We'll be right back with some additional thoughts and to wrap up the show. Well, that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, it probably came through in the audio that y'all are listening to. Um, uh, as as you now know, we've been through uh, a lot with Ernie. Uh, we have seen his journey up close and personal. He is every bit as good a guy in person as he comes across behind the microphone. I assure you of that. Um, he is really one of our favorite clients, and this was a, a great opportunity um, and, and a great outcome of, of a journey that's really several years old. If you did enjoy this interview today, and there's a lot to enjoy about it, um, but there's a lot to learn from it. If you did enjoy this interview, I encourage you to come and spend a couple of days with us in Denver for Scaling from Clinician to CEO, the conference we're co-hosting with the Dental Success Institute and Dr. Mark Costas. Dr. Ernie McDowell will be a presenter at that conference. He's going to tell more of his personal journey. He's going to be joined either by someone from Blue Sea or someone from Specialty Smile Partners, maybe both actually, and they're going to dig into a little bit more of the nitty gritty. So some of the stuff we couldn't cover um, today or you know, it would be hard to cover in audio. You're going to get to, to see visually and you're going to get to learn a little bit more about him, probably share a cocktail or a beer with him. He's going to be there with us um, uh, for all of those days. So uh, if you haven't made plans to join us, I encourage you to do so. 
and do so quickly. Seats are filling up. We expect it to sell out. We're going to cap it at 150 people. Seats are still available um, as of this recording. I should probably know how many, but I don't. Um, but suffice to say, um, uh, I would encourage you to, to move quickly. Um, we'll link to the registration in the show notes. Um, and you can also find that on our website at polarishealthcarepartners.com. So if you've got other questions around anything we covered today or anything in general, feel free to shoot me an email, perrin at polarishealthcarepartners.com. You never know when I might read one on the air and certainly uh, follow up with you in email. Thanks so much for being a listener and a subscriber. We'll see you on the next episode.